Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. It is Thursday, June 2nd, and we have your daily financial news. If you're new to the channel, uh, I want to let you know that we do the daily news channel seven days a week. Normally at 7.30, with the one exception being Thursday, we do it at 7 a.m. Because one of our weekly experts uh, needs to have our discussion at 7.30. So I make sure we get this done on Thursday a little bit early just for you. Lots of very cool stuff going on. A lot of stuff to talk about. Actually, I have two pages of notes this morning. So let's get into it. Let's start with the summary. First and foremost, Jamie Dimon. Jamie Dimon. Uh, CEO of JP Morgan, uh, he is out talking about an economic hurricane. What is interesting, dare I say important, is eight days ago now, eight days ago, Jamie Dimon was at an event basically saying, hey folks, we have some storm clouds out there, right? We should get prepared. We're going to get wet. He basically said yesterday, folks, buckle up. Those are not storm clouds. Those are a hurricane. Now, he did go on to say we don't know what type of hurricane. I personally have never been through a hurricane, but uh, I would guess a hurricane one versus a hurricane five, which I believe is the scale. They all kind of suck. So again, what have I been telling you on this channel? Get ready. Winter is coming. Winter is here. Get ready. Check your job. Check your burn rate. Check your cash flow. All of those things. Now we have Jamie Dimon saying a hurricane is coming. And let's be clear, Jamie Dimon isn't talking about an economic hurricane tomorrow. He's like, folks, it's out in the ocean. It is coming. I suspect if you were to give Jamie Dimon some truth serum, he would likely be pointing probably to Q1, maybe Q4, maybe Q1, maybe Q2, but it is on the horizon and it is coming. So again, Lots of important stuff we have been talking about and we will continue to talk about on this channel because I'm trying to help you build wealth. And first, we need to make sure you are protected, you've done what you can, and then we thrive in a recession. So stay tuned. Lots of great stuff coming. Next up, Bank of America CEO this morning. I think his name is Brian Mornahan. He basically had to come out and say, Basically, he said, you know what? We got hurricanes every year. What's Jamie Dimon talking about? We're just going to go guns a-blazing. We're okay. Folks, I don't know about you, but at least with investing, I have always thought about controlling the downside and then letting the upside run. When I hear what uh, Bank of America CEO Brian Mornahan says, all I can hear is buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip. And if you know what I'm interested in talking about that is not not something that I personally want to be doing. I'm an investor, not a trader. If you're a trader, by all means, do your thing uh, and I will watch and I will applaud from the sidelines. 
If you are a trader and you're making money in this environment, I want to pat you on the back. Congratulations. That is awesome. Just not for me. Next up, Microsoft pre-announcement. If you heard me talk with some of my experts recently, uh, I've been telling you pre-announcement season is coming. It had to happen. Not many people have talked about it. Snap was first. Microsoft is second. Important inside Microsoft announcement is something I also told you was coming. It is called FX, which you and I can think of as strong dollar, right? If you sell product around the world, you sell it in local currency. And then when the dollar gets strong, the conversion is worse. So you actually have earnings hit. The larger your revenue from Outside the U.S., the larger the FX or currency hit will be. If you've been following the channel, we've been talking about this for a while. I would expect all, all multinational companies who have probably, you probably would need certainly 20%, maybe 15% of your total revenue coming from offshore before you could see an a earnings hit. Certainly 20%. So again. If you're selling three, four, five percent outside the U.S., not really an impact. But if you get up to 20, 25, you're going to see an, what they call an FX currency or strong dollar impact. And then finally, jobs, jobs, jobs. We got some ADP report numbers today. We got numbers about openings and things, which we will go into more detail shortly. The big numbers tomorrow, the May jobs number. I think the expectation is 323. I think I'm calling 353, if I remember from earlier in the week, maybe 351, something like that. If you want to play over-under, go ahead and do it. Over-under 323, let's have some fun. We'll know in 24 hours. Let's talk about ADP since we are here. ADP report, it's ADP private payrolls. Historically, pre-pandemic, ADP's numbers were directionally correct. Since the pandemic, as I have said every month, the ADP reports have no bearing on the actual number. They have been off by half a million in the past. That said, the number was reported today. I think we need to talk about it. ADP, there were only, only, and this was a huge miss, 128,000 jobs created in May. What was interesting to me is A, the expectation was 299. So they missed by 50%. For me, the big number was small businesses. Small business defined as 50 employees or less. That category saw a decline, a negative number of 91,000. I ask myself, why is that? Is it A, small businesses are struggling and they have to lay off? Or B, my opinion, B is probably more likely. Some are A, but B, small businesses can't match wages and employment packages of bigger companies. I think one of the realities still today is we have a job market that is super, super, super tight. If you work at a small 50-person company and you go to a 250-person company, you will make more money and probably have a better total employment package. I think that's what's going on. Small businesses are losing key employees because bigger companies can pay more. It's a guess. I don't know. Let me know what you think in the comments 
below. Other, other talks on the job openings. Job openings fell 455,000 in April. I want you to hear me on this. Job openings, what as an executive I used to call open recs, job openings are going to get slashed. Companies are going to ask their executives, how many people can you cut? We need to manage overhead. We need to get to cash flow positive. Every software company, every tech company in the Valley who is public or private right now is having painful and ugly and hurtful conversations. I guarantee you every manager worth their salt will say, I cut all my open recs. We don't want to lay off people. So the first thing we do is, hey, the CFO gave me seven open recs for the year to grow my team. You can have them all back. I don't want to cut my team but it is coming. So expect job openings to fall, fall, fall. Next, we still had 4.4 million people quit uh, voluntarily in April. To me, this is a sign that wage inflation is still building. I believe, sure, some people quit to go retire on the beach, I believe most people quit to get a better paying job. Good for them. We have 8% CPI, folks. Go get your pay raise. We have, uh, we have a total of 11.8 million job openings, and we have roughly 6.4 million people unemployed. So not quite two to one, given the open recs, uh, open recs were closed. Again, expect recs to be closed and closed quickly. I would expect the May numbers, which we'll get in three or four weeks, to show a huge drop in open recs. We did have some earnings that came out we should talk about. First, Chewy beat top, beat bottom. Uh, people love their pets. I actually have Sonny right here, right next to me, laying. His head is on my foot. How cute is that? Uh, again, there were some folks in my uh, comment sections. Again, I read my comments. There were a couple of you betting that Chewy would miss because of shipping costs. Uh, I have no idea what Chewy stock's doing, but they beat top, beat bottom yesterday, uh, which was nice. MongoDB, MongoDB beat top, beat bottom. And then finally, GameStop. Man, GameStop lost $2.08 a share, and their big innovation, folks, is a web browser NFT marketplace. You can't make this stuff up. They are burning your money, lighting it on fire. Can you imagine a worse time to bring out an NFT marketplace that, oh, by the way, is not mobile? It's only web browser. Are, what are these people like, 80 years old? Do they not understand that it's a mobile first platform? Man, is GameStop the one that bought a gold mine or was that AMC? I think that was GameStop. I don't know. Though the CEO or executives at GameStops are not being a good steward of your money, in my opinion. I don't know if you heard this, but Sheryl Sandberg, often quoted as the adult in the room, has decided to step down and leave Facebook slash Meta. I got a question for you. I've been doing this a long time. The talk track is she wants to focus on philanthropy. She's worth, she's got to be a billionaire, right? I have no idea, but I'm guessing she's worth a lot of money. And clearly, if that's what she wanted, good for her. 
part of me thinking she wants to go do her own thing. Go see what Sheryl Sandberg could deliver. I think she wants to be the CEO. I think she has realized that she won't be the CEO because Facebook slash Meta is Zuckerberg's baby and will always be. What do you think? By January 1st, 2023, Sheryl Sandberg is the CEO of company XYZ. I'm going to go with yes. Let me know what you think in the comments below. We are getting more and more Fed speak. Fed speak. We got Bullard. He wants to get the funds rate to three and a half this year so that we can cut late 23, early 24. That will surprise the market. The market is not expecting three and a half. The market is expecting two and a half. Uh, Fed Mary Daly, she is out saying we have to get to two and a half ASAP. Without saying it, she's like, we're going 50, 50, 50, 50. That's what she is saying. Again, something that the market is expecting. I believe the Fed is trying to get the stock market to wake up. I believe the stock market. And you heard me talk about this with Dan Bird on Sunday. You heard me talk about this with Taylor on Monday. The market is set up for 50 in June, 50 in July, and a pause in September. I think that is a huge, gargantuan, massive mistake. But hey, my crystal ball is as broken as yours. I just believe if the Fed pauses or even does a quarter, that they are not serious about breaking the back of inflation. We shall see. There is a analyst who is, uh, where's he work? JP Morgan. One of my most shocking interviews from this week was actually with Dan Bird, video number one. Dan Bird went through all his charts. Again, I'm trying to learn. And Dan actually made a call that I was shocked by. Dan thinks the S&P will be back at its all-time high by December 31st. I don't know if you saw the video, but that shocked the hell out of me because I don't see it. I believe we will have earnings cuts a la Microsoft. I believe we have uh, multiple compression. I believe we have a consumer that is getting weaker and weaker. I believe we have companies cutting and cutting. But if the Fed wusses out, proves to be a wet blanket or weak, they might be right. The market, Wall Street, Wall Street wants to go higher. It's just a natural bias to going higher. I do not think we are set up for that. But again, stocks are not my thing. I suck at stock trading so much that I haven't done it for 15 years. But I do think it is odd that given all the stuff going on that we could end 2022 at an all-time high. I don't see it, but hey, lots of people smarter than me are calling for it. Lastly, let's talk about uh, a survey that CNBC did for all American workforce, employed, unemployed, and recently retired, about 2,000 people. 61% of people say it is easy to find a job. I would hope so. You got 11 million openings, 6 million unemployed. I would hope you would say that. I'm shocked it's not higher, frankly. 50% of the people think the economy will get worse next year as someone who follows the consumer that got my attention consumer psychology consumer behavior 
can force a recession. And if you've looked at my whiteboard uh, summary of 2022 and 2023, you know I'm calling one next year. 83% of Americans believe we will have a recession in the next 12 months. That quite possibly might be the highest economic metric I've ever seen. 83, what is that, like seven in eight? That's that's like, you know, all these, you know, nine out of 10 dentists say flossing is good for you. It's like crazy number. 74% of Americans say inflation is a problem. That makes sense, right? Remember what we talk about here. 30% of the economy, the K-shaped summer, don't really care, not bothered. 70% are. So right around that 70% level. And then 44% of people are afraid of being laid off. Yeah, folks, this, this is an interesting time. I'm with Jamie Dimon, economic hurricane coming. I have no idea what the Bank of America CEO is thinking. I think it's a disservice to talk about that. Microsoft pre-announcement, that is the second. Snap was first. Microsoft is second, at least negative, because we had JetBlue, Delta, and Southwest surprised to the upside. And again, lots and lots of jobs numbers. Folks, you have spoken. You have voted. You want to continue this contest. We are going to try this 500 challenge from June 1st, yesterday, till December 31st. We are going to see if we get 500 deals in this awesome group before the end of the year. And I got really good news for you. We started off pretty hot. Where do we got here? We got four. We have already done the first four deals. Rocky. Rocky's out of Canada, folks. We're going to be sending a post, another postcard to Canada. Rocky, thanks for all you do. Gabe, congratulations. We are sending one out to Ohio. And then Russ, we are sending two out to Arizona. So, folks, we've already got the first four of our 500 challenge, so we are doing it again. I look forward to seeing where we end up. This group is amazing. Remember, we are only writing great offers. Don't rush. Patience is your friend. Look at longer days on market. I personally am not writing any offers and asking anymore. It is time to find motivated sellers. It is a time to find terms if you can find it. Let's build wealth. Let's use this recession to get one, two, three amazing assets that you and I will hold on for the next several decades. 30-year debt, cash flow day one, only great yields. If you need any help with this, link to my course below in the description. But first, I would tell you to watch a video on this channel, 65 minutes long, talking about a buy box. You want to get a taste of what's in my course? Watch that video. That is me talking to 100 students. That is three students of mine sharing what they do with their buy box. I keep giving, so go check that out. It's free on this channel. I think it's called Buy Box Deep Dive. All right, everybody, take care of yourself. Bye-bye.